Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Um, I am excited today. If I, if I don't know you or you don't know me, I get a chance to be the student pastor here at the church at Bushland. And I, can we just brag on our kids in this community? Can we celebrate our students? I'm serious. They are amazing. They're powerful. Uh, my faith is always encouraged when I'm in a room with them. Um, and so uh, I get to do that every once in a while. I get a chance just to get a chance and brag on our dad and open up the bread of life. I've said this to you before, but how many of you know this isn't just words on a page? This is a person named Jesus that we get to encounter. Amen? And I promise you, as his words go out, they won't return void. He, all he's looking for, the Bible says, he's searching to and fro, and he's looking for those who will worship in spirit and truth. And that's just a heart that just says, my heart's open to yours, God. Amen? So I think it would be a good thing right now. Can you just confess that out loud? Just say, Father, my heart's open to yours. Come on. We got to get expressive again. We got to confess again. Faith comes by what? Hearing. If you don't speak it, you ain't going to hear it. The prince of the, the enemy is the prince of this air, and it's time we take back the airwaves. That's when we open our mouths. Amen? There's power when you open your mouth in agreement with Jesus. When you walk into the room, the enemy should shudder and flee. We're not the ones who shrink back and destroy. We're sons and daughters. We know that our God's gone before us. He's our rear guard. He fills us, and he's already given us the victory. He's just that good. So today, are you okay if we have a good time this morning? I mean, if you're tuning in, just get happy where you are. Amen? It's time that we celebrate. We've got much to be thankful for. I get it. There's a lot of darkness going on, but Jesus is light, and he wants to come into every dark situation and just magnify that his Father be glorified. This morning, I want to preach a, a message just entitled, Preparing for the Coming of Christmas. All right? How many of you will make a few preparations for the days ahead? Anybody? Anybody? All right? Well, I thought we'd have a little fun and we'd see from a woman's perspective and from a guy's perspective. I made a couple of lists here. Let's see. Um, which, which one do you think uh, might be our, our woman's perspective? So as our women, and I, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a woman, but I would per- assume that this might be some of the things you might make preparation for. You got to order those Christmas pajamas. Come on, somebody, all right? You got to go to Hobby Lobby and shop. You got to set up that photo shoot for those Christmas pajamas. Yeah, I see some women out there. You got to buy Christmas presents for everybody. Get one for yourself, all right? You got to address and mail all those Christmas cards. A few still do that. You got to decorate the house, the tree, your office, your neighbor's house. You know what I'm saying? It's like put some lights on it. You got to go to Hobby Lobby. I'm not sure why, but you got to go again. And you got to make some Christmas cookies and candy. You got to plan the itinerary, where we're going, who we're going to be with, what parties. You got to watch some Christmas movies as a family. And then you got to watch all the Hallmark Christmas movies. 
Amen. There it was. And you got to plan that menu for the Christmas dinner. You got to shop for everybody. You got to get those games ready. You got to help all the kids with the Christmas parties. You got to go to Hobby Lobby. Okay, anyway. And then you got to mail those Christmas cards you forgot. Can we give it up for our ladies who do a lot of preparing? Amen. And I get there's probably a few more things. Not, guys, not, not to be forgotten. So here's our list, all right? You got to get those lights on the house. I don't know if you got a me in your house, but Mia's getting on to me until they go up, all right? You got to get that wood ready so that fireplace can be going. You got to get the gas so that all the ATVs can be running. Anybody know what I'm talking about, all right? And then my favorite one, you got to get some ammo so you can blow some stuff up and put some meat on the table. Can we celebrate our dads, our, our men in the room? Yes, a few of you. So there's a few preparations that are going to be made for the coming of Christmas. And I love that, that you know, whether, no matter what it looks like, we're going to make some preparations. But that's not what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to all of us about making preparations for the coming of Christ. Must. I think must in Spanish means more of, right? So what better way to prepare for Christmas than us to prepare for the coming of Christ? His name is Jesus. Do you know that the Bible speaks that Jesus is coming again? Okay, a few of you are ready for that. Do you know that the Bible says that Jesus is coming again? Amen? There's a day where the Father is going to look to the Son, and He's going to say, Son, it's time. Go get your children. Go get your bride. And there's going to be a trumpet blast, and He's going to part that eastern sky, and He's going to come, and He's going to take us to be where He is. Anybody we're looking forward to that? Yeah. And I want to say to you, what better way to prepare for this Christmas than to prepare for the coming of Christ? Y'all, this is the time for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. And for us to talk about the second coming shouldn't be something we're afraid of. It shouldn't be something that we don't fully understand, even though there's some of the parts that I read. I don't know what 100% that's going to look like, but I can assure you of this, that when Jesus comes, you know what's got to go? The enemy, he will be cast to the pit of hell that was made for him. And Jesus, we're going to see with our own eyes. Amen? Come on, sons and daughters. And you know when the darkness goes, guess what else goes? Sickness goes. Death goes. COVID goes. Amen? The virus goes. Jesus comes and he puts his feet on this earth and we will rule and reign with our Messiah and we're going to bless our Father because he's just that good. That's it. And so I'm just wondering, should we as sons and daughters live our lives in preparation for the coming of Christ? Because there needs to be a remnant on earth that's made herself ready. Amen? Well, I'm looking at a room right now of families. Sons and daughters, this is what we get to do in anticipation of his return. Do you know why he hasn't come yet? The Bible says this, that he's patient, not wanting any to suffer. Anybody thankful for a grace and mercy of God? That he wants more to say yes? What better way to celebrate Christmas, listen to me, than for us to share the good news of Christ so someone else can say yes to Jesus too and bring glory to our Father that all Jesus said to. Amen? Hey, that's what we get to do. What better way? I know you're going to get out there. You're going to get some presents. I know you're going to get out there and get whatever you need to get. But I'm just wondering if there's someone in the room that the Holy Spirit might just nudge you when you're out there with people. Listen to me. 
May we be okay with being a little inconvenienced for the purpose that someone could encounter Jesus so their life could change forever. Maybe we just don't need to be as busy this year about this list. And we need to get caught up in the one who's coming. His name is Jesus. I'm going to tell you, in the midst of what's going on in our world right now, this is how we are to live. This is how we are to prepare. Because Jesus, who is the groom, is coming for a bride. And I want to be one who's made herself ready. I've never put on a wedding dress, but I'm going to look dang good on that day, all right? I'm, I'm okay to be called the bride of Christ. Amen? And so we get to be sons and daughters who are preparing for the coming of Christ. And there's a story in the Bible. Once you take your Bible, it'll be on the screen, Luke chapter 2, where there were a couple of characters in the Christmas story. This kicks off our Christmas season here at the church at Bushland. And as I just asked the Lord what he wanted to share, I just was drawn to Simeon and Anna. How many of you remember Simeon and Anna as a part of the Christmas story? Some of you maybe do, some of you maybe haven't, some of you you'll be reminded as we get here, but this is a big part of the Christmas story, and this is those, we don't know, there's 400 years between the Old Testament and New Testament, they say historically, where we're not sure what's going on, I really have no idea for sure everything that was going on in the world, here's what I know, that it probably wasn't a lot of people who were blessing the Lord in that time, probably just a few things unraveling in those days. And here we come across a man named Simeon and a man and a woman named Anna who have preparing, listen to me, church, who are preparing for the coming of Jesus. Why? Because they had the prophecies and they believed them that a Messiah was come, and now we know he has come. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a remnant that prepared for the coming of Jesus as he was born onto this world that would literally change our lives forever? And I'm just wondering if we could pick up on some things Simeon walked in and Anna walked in and we add those to our list as we prepare for the coming of Christ so someone else can say yes to. So as we read about Simeon, we read about Anna, I pray all our homes and families will be encouraged. God, if that was in your heart to be put in their heart to usher in the coming of Jesus as a baby on this earth the first time, then I want that to be in my heart if it's in your heart to be a part of the remnant, the bride, the sons and daughters who will be ready when Jesus hears, go get your bride, go get your sons and daughters. So let's read it. Luke chapter 2, verse 25 says, As they came to the temple, so this is Adam and Eve, they're coming to present Jesus, which would have been something they did in their Jewish families. As they came to the temple to fulfill this requirement, an elderly man was there waiting, a resident of Jerusalem. His name was Simeon. He was a very good man. He was a lover of God. He kept himself pure. And the spirit of holiness rested upon him. Come on, look at that. Don't just read over that. God, I want this to be true of me. I want to be known as a lover of you. I want to be one who is keeping myself pure. I want to be known as one that the spirit of holiness rests on. Simeon, look at this. Say believed. Believed. Ready? I, I set that up wrong. Say believed. Do you see that? In the Passion it says, so then Simeon believed. In the imminent appearing of who? The one called the refreshing of Israel, the encourager of Israel, the salvation of Israel. His name is Jesus. 
and I'm looking at a room full of people and people who are tuning in, I know you believe that Jesus is coming again, but are we doing our part in preparing for his return? Simeon was doing his part in anticipation. The prophecies are going to be fulfilled, and he wanted to be a part of it. So verse 26, for the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, the anointed one of God. For this reason, don't miss verse 27, the Holy Spirit had moved him. How many know that the Holy Spirit will move us today? You know that thought that just kind of pops in your head and you're like, where did that come from? But it will point back to the Father's heart. Can I just tell you, that's the Holy Spirit giving you a nudge to say that the Father is choosing to use you in this moment for the person that you're with, whether it's in your home, for your spouse, for your children, for the stranger. Aren't you thankful that God moves people's hearts that others can encounter his heart? Will you just right now just say, God, will you move my heart with your heart by the way of the Holy Spirit? And when you see someone who needs a fresh encounter with you, I want to be the person that you use. Chris McNown was in our first service. Some of you know his testimony. He was at Sam's one day crying out to God. Mark happened to be in Sam's. Happened. Moved by the Holy Spirit, they ran into each other. Listen to this testimony. As a result of the moving of the Holy Spirit, Mark invited Chris, he sat back here in that first service, into his office. How many of you know that God was already at work? And Chris and Mark had an encounter with the Lord and Sam's that, watch this, changed his life right here at the church when Chris confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Can we celebrate that God will move? Come on. Can we celebrate that God will move on your heart? Why? So you can give the best gift. His name is Jesus. Who do you know that still needs to say yes to Jesus? Don't wait on somebody else. What a blessing would it be for you this Christmas to help prepare someone else? Because how many of you know the Bible says, one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess what? Jesus Christ is Lord, whether they're lost or whether they're saved. I don't know about you, but when I hit my knee, I want it to be as a son, amen? I want it to be as a daughter, and I want to have helped introduce others so they're not confessing for the first time Jesus is Lord because they'll hear the words, depart from me for I never knew you. Y'all, we have an opportunity as we prepare for the coming of Christ that others can also say yes to Jesus too. Simeon, there it is, look at this. One who kept himself pure. One that the spirit of holiness rested upon. It goes on to say, as the spirit moved in verse 27, to be in the temple court at that very moment, Jesus' parents entered to fulfill this requirement of sacrifice. So then Simeon knew, man, he cradled the baby Jesus in his arms. He praised God and he prophesied, saying, Lord and Master, I am a lo- I'm your loving servant, and now I can die content, for your promise to me has been fulfilled. You, Somebody just needs to be reminded, if God spoke it, then he will fulfill it. If you haven't seen his promise yet, it's coming. Trust him. Simeon waited, and now he's getting to see the fulfillment of the promise. His name is Jesus. With my own eyes. Somebody say my own eyes. I mean, you know, Job said it. One day with my own eyes, I'll see my Redeemer. One day with our own eyes. That should make somebody happy in here today. We're going to see Jesus come again. You're going to be the one walking down the aisle, and he's going to be Jesus right there, the groom, waiting for you. And, man... The father's going to go, what a beautiful encounter when my son sees his bride and my bride sees his son or sees 
uh, her groom. It says, for your promise to me has been fulfilled with my own eyes. I've seen your word, the savor you sent into the world. Look at these words spoken over the baby Jesus. I will be glory. He will be glory for your people Israel and the revelation light for all people everywhere. Aren't you thankful that this is who Jesus not only was born to be, but fulfilled what he was called to be? Amen. He trusted what God sent him to do. And I want to say to you, he's our example. There's a calling and destiny on every life in this room. May Jesus be our example. And as a result, others will say yes to him too. So I just asked the Lord just what he wanted to highlight about purity. Because how many of you know purity is a big deal? Okay. <laughs> how many of you know that we live in a very impure world? How many of you know that if we as sons and daughters would choose to walk in this purity... All right, it would point people to the one who is pure. His name is Jesus. Anybody thankful that because he's righteous, he declares you righteous today? Can I just give some people some freedom in the room today? You are righteous and pure and holy because Jesus is righteous, pure, and holy, and he says you are. If you've stepped outside of that, then step in underneath the blood of Jesus by confession and repentance and let the word of God wash you brand new again. Amen? Because here's the truth. In a Jewish wedding, you know what the bride did? She spent a year purifying herself for her wedding day. Anybody think the church needs to spend a little time purifying herself for the coming of Christ? You know what Jesus was doing? He was building on to his father's house, John 14. I might have quoted this already, but I'll quote it again. He says, if I go to prepare a place for you, then surely what? I'll come to take you to be where I am. How many of you know that Jesus is preparing a place for you? Yeah, come on. But are we making ourselves ready as his bride? So I asked the Lord just what purity he wanted to highlight in this room, and I heard him say reconciliation. And I thought that was interesting because we can talk a lot when we talk about the area of purity. But reconciliation, you read 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Anybody know this verse? Anyone who is in Christ, the old has passed and what? All things become new. Anybody thankful you've been purified? You know why? Because you've been made what? Reconciled with the Father. And as you walk in that reconciliation, that purity, listen to me, then you read 18, 19, 20. It talks about before that verse 17 how we don't judge others according to the flesh how we see them the way the Father sees them. Why? Because we've been entrusted now with this ministry of reconciliation. Do you know what Jesus told the disciples? He said, they will know that you belong to God by the way you love one another. Wow. Does it only make sense now why the enemy wants to come and bring a big wedge and dividing point between husbands and wives, sons and daughters? You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you show me a family that is reconciled with God and is reconciled with each other, and I'll show you the greatest evangelistic tool there is that God purposed here on earth. You show me a family walking in reconciliation, the purity of what God says about, because here's the, I've said this before, but the best gift I get to give my wife and my children is my sonship. That I know I'm one with God and he's one with me, and so out of the overflow of that, I don't come to my wife needy or my kids needy. I'm not asking them to do something for me. I'm looking for an opportunity where I can bless them because God's already given me everything I need for life and godliness. Do we want to prepare for the coming of Christ? 
walk in your reconciliation with God and believe for it in every home in this place. Because Jesus said, they will know that you belong to me by your love for one another. Can we just look at the people next to you and say, I love you. Come on, man. That blesses God. I love you. And just be reminded, God is for you. There's going to be times in your home where you just need to take a quick time out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you felt the presence of the enemy come, it's time he stops making himself at home on the couch and someone in the house starts welcoming the presence of God because the enemy can't stand it, so he'll get up and go back where he came from. That's what purity looks like. That's what reconciliation looks like. That's what we look like. That prepares for the coming of Christ. That's how we make ourselves pure. So may we love each other. May we bless each other. May we serve each other. Because that's what God intended. I maybe said this before, but man, the family is God's idea. (laughs) How many of you know he's got great ideas? So can we just trust him for what he purposed our family for? And that's to show a lost world he truly is as good as he says he is. He just is. I could camp out there all day, but I, I tell you, man, Lord, we bless you for the purity of Jesus, and we bless you that we can walk in that purity, and that it looks like reconciliation, God, as we're one with you and you're one with us. We seek to be one in our families, and God, in our surrounding church, and our community, God, that you would be glorified, and others on their tippy toes would go, can I have some of that? And we can say, oh, yes, you can, and the lost will be saved through the purity of reconciliation. Look at Anna real quick. Look at Anna, verses 36 through 37. The intercessors know this passage really well. Those that you know there's this anointing on you. It's not just for women. This is for men. We need. How many of you know we need intercessors more than we ever have right now? Where, If you know you're an intercessor, can you raise your hand? I know my wife is an intercessor. Come on. Come on. I know. Don't be. We need to see. Yes, we've got a few. How many of you know we need more intercessors? What does it look like? Here it is. There's an invitation today for you to be an intercessor. It's uh, Luke 2, verses 36 and 37. A prophetess named Anna was also in the temple court that day. She was from the Jewish tribe of Asher, the daughter of Phanuel. Sometimes you need to look at what words mean. That basically means this, blessed through the face of God. Anna lived with her gaze on Jesus, and as a result, she interceded for the nations. Yes, I love that. All right. Anyway, Anna was an aged woman who had been married only seven years. Watch this. Before her husband passed away, how many of you know that even in adversity, you can still serve God? She says, after he died, she chose. Somebody say chose. She chose. Will you choose to worship God in the temple continually? Watch this. For the past 84 years, She had been serving God with night and day, prayer and fasting. How many of you know we need some more Annas? We need some more intercessors that when they wake up in the morning, they hit their knees. In the middle of their day, no matter what's going on, they hit their knees. At night before they go to bed, they hit their knees. Why? Because their gaze is on Jesus. And they are crying out. And can I encourage some intercessors in the room today? God is hearing every one of your petitions. And he is blessed by them. He is pleased by them. And even more, he is moving and performing the words and prayers of his saints that what? Line up with his words and truths. So I just asked the Lord last night as intercessors, because we need more, what are we to be praying? What are we to be praying? Well, basically, you find it in his word, then start praying it. 
Because if it was birthed in his heart, then it needs to come out of my heart. Amen. It's time that things that have been coming out of my heart, you know, it's, what is it? Your, the, the, the eyes is a window to your soul and out of the overflow of your heart, your words come out. Well, God, pour more of your heart into my heart because I only want your words to come out. Amen. Because those change people. Can I give you just a little, little piece right now? You weren't made to change anyone. Oh, I saw some of you nudge each other. All right. Yeah. But you know what you were made to do? Agree with God's heart for someone. And he's the best heart surgeon I know. And I'm thankful for a wife who's agreed with God's heart from my heart. Because he's done some good surgery through the years. Let us bless each other as intercessors. So last night as I'm getting ready to go to bed, just praying through today, I just asked the Lord, what can we be praying? And this, just over the next five minutes, this just continually came out. And it's all the word. And so I want us just to hear the words of the Lord that we can be praying. It just, here am I, send me, Isaiah said. Not my will, but yours be done, Jesus said. Daniel prayed for wisdom through a very critical time in that nation. Nehemiah's prayer of repentance as they rebuilt and fortified the wall for families. Mary's prayer of belief when the angel came. She said, may it be so as you said. Uh, some of these scriptures, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are not a people who shrink back and are destroyed, but a people who believe and are saved. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace, be still. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemies. How many times should we forgive? Seventy times seven. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are more with us than there are with them. Father, forgive them for they know that what they do. Jesus prayed that. Stephen prayed that we've been given dominion power and authority in Jesus name I just heard this in the midst of all this stop telling your problems to God and start telling your problems about your God not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord pray in all circumstances in the Holy Spirit I've been given us I've not been given a spirit of fear but of sound mind discipline love power I've been given been given everything I need for life and godliness. I know whom I have believed in, and I know my God is able anything I choose to trust him with. Jesus, you are my Prince of Peace. The government is on your shoulders. You are our wonderful counselor. Some trust in horses and chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is the stronghold of my life. I am not an orphan. The Father and Son have made my heart their home in the Holy Spirit. What could separate me from the love of God? Absolutely nothing. If God be for me, then what could be against me? I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. God is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The Lord will finish his word, complete his word, perform his word, fulfill his word. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Where can I go from God's presence? Nowhere. Zacchaeus, salvation come to your house today and Jesus prayed receive the Holy Spirit come on that's all in there it's all in there wow why don't we just close our eyes just where we are the worship team's going to come I want us just to sit with him right now one of the things that was in there comes out of Matthew 24, I think it's 28. And it just says, he will not come again until we pray. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.
can we begin just to agree with that and prepare for the coming of Christ? No one knows the day or the hour. It could be a couple years. It could be 20. It could be 200. That doesn't matter. What matters is a bride is preparing for the coming of her groom. So I want us just to, with our voices just here together, can we just say, blessed is he. Just say that. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What better way to prepare than to just agree with his words? His name is Jesus. I just saw us ending today. Just with those around you as family. So I want you to stand. And if you're by yourself, you're not by yourself because you're a part of a family. It's called the kingdom family. So I want us to stand. And as a family, just kind of pull in close right there together. Whether you put an arm on his shoulder or grab someone's hand. This blesses God, y'all. He gave his life that we could be reconciled. He gave his life that we could walk in purity. That we would pray, that we would praise for the intercessors to rise up. But I just heard the Father say, will you pray this over my families, over my sons and daughters. So it comes out of Philippians 4. And so as we just read these and agree with these, you do this for your family right there. Listen to these beautiful, powerful words. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. His name is Jesus. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, all that is real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. And follow the example of all that we have imparted to you. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. His word is just so good because he's good. So there's going to be a ministry team up here. And I'm just wondering as we've just let the word of God go out today, what better way to be prepared for the coming of Jesus than to say yes to him for the very first time? There'll be a couple ministry couples here at the front. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, today is the day of salvation. Like, church, will you just be praying right now for just boldness and courage for the one or two or three in this room who've never said yes to Jesus. And that today, with their own lips, the Bible says that if we confess the Lord Jesus with our mouth, we will be saved. And so it's just an act of faith. The Word says that if you confess me before man, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. If you'll just come down and just say, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus, these couples will help you do that. And then for everyone else in the room, how are you preparing for the coming of Christ? Let us just all just ask, am I walking in purity and reconciliation? 
And if not, would you just spend this time in worship? Maybe hit your wherever you are and just confess, God, I want to be the pure, spotless bride when you return. I want to walk fully in that reconciliation so the world will know that they can be saved too. And they can be made with one with you. And then I just believe that there's more Annas in the room today, whether you're a woman or a man. You know this calling's on your life. And if you would just say yes, I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise until Jesus comes again. God, we love you. Thank you that you are for us. And we're going to tell the world that we're for you. And we're going to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And we're going to sing those new songs you put in our mouth, a hymn of praise unto our Father, so that others would see and fear and put their trust in you. So that when you come, when the Father says to the Son, go get your kids, go get your bride, there's going to be more ready that day. And may it happen in this Christmas season, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Let us worship together this morning. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 